Amen. Well, we're going to pray over our tithes and offerings here this morning. Um, I have a scripture I want to share with you guys out of Proverbs. And it's uh, Proverbs 3, and it's verse 9 and 10. I think a lot of you guys know this scripture. I've heard it before. Uh, but it says this, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions. Honor the Lord with your possessions. It doesn't say money. It says possessions. And to me, that's saying everything that I've got, everything that I own, everything that I steward, everything that I've got, I want to honor the Lord with it. And it says, and the first fruits of all your increase. So we honor the Lord with everything that we have, with all that we have. Because guess what? Where does our increase come from? It comes from him. Everything, it all comes from him. He's got it all. We're just temporarily stewarding it. I call ourselves like the, uh, we're just a distribution center, right? What does a distribution center do? It brings stuff in and it sends stuff out. The distribution center isn't there to hold on to anything. If anything is being held on at the distribution center, there's some problem with it. So we're not here to hold on to anything. We're here to be the distribution center for all the resources that God has blessed us with. And there's a promise that comes with it. I love the promises that has on the next verse where there's a so that. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. If we see how, if we see the possessions that we have as being a distribution center, honoring the Lord, what do you want us to do with this? How do you want me to open my home? How do you, what do you want me to do with this car? Right? What do you want me to do with this? And just honoring him in everything. What ends up happening is he ends up giving more. Because he says, I can trust. There's a stewardship here. Those you can trust with little, he will give more. And so there's a promise here and a biblical truth that comes through this, which is, I believe is absolutely amazing. So that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats overflow with new wine. How many want our barns plenty this year? 2022. Overflow, overflow, overflow this year. Amen? Maybe that's one of our words this year. I don't know. I'm praying about what those words are for our church. He gave me some personal words, and I know he'll give you guys some personal words as well. So let's pray over our offering this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, for every gift, every giver, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that every bill is paid, Lord. Father, we just want to honor you with our possessions. We want to honor you, Lord, with our fruit that you have provided us, Lord. Father, I just pray that you will lead us and guide us to be distribution centers and steward the resources you have given us, Father. Holy Spirit, lead and guide us in every decision that we make, Lord, for every job opportunity, everything that we decide, Lord, may it be of you. May we take it to prayer in this year and that this year of 2022 will be an overflowing year in all areas of our life. And Father, as we come to you to listen to your word today, Lord, Lord, I just pray that we will have ears to hear and eyes to see what you have in store. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Okay, thank you, Chet. Uh, so I just want to give, again, I opened up with a testimony at the beginning of church um, that on Wednesday night, we had our once-a-month prayer and worship night. And I would encourage you, it happens the first Wednesday of every month, I would encourage you to come out to that. I personally had, I, I went in and I just felt like the Lord wanted to give a word. A word for me, for me personally. And I was like, Lord, I just, I need a word. I want to be encouraged by your word. I'm seeking you. I didn't, I didn't try to come up with any kind of word. I was like, Lord, I'm here to seek your face. Show me what you have. 
And I encourage all of us to do that again this morning, and we're going to do that again here in a little bit uh, as a congregation. But I just asked the Lord for a word. And I tell you, I was kneeling down right here in the front, and I was writing a few words down. I was like, Lord, what is it? What is it? And a word popped into my mind. And the word was serve. And it just popped into my mind. I wrote it down, and then he told me what that meant, serve. And it just, this kind of this whole explanation, that's for me personally. I'm not going to share you all the details. But it was something that I was challenged with, how I was viewing something in my life. And he just, one word, one word. It was just serve. I was like, man, Lord, that's so good. And I'll tell you what, out of nowhere, Sid is sitting here. That's right, out of nowhere, other than the Holy Spirit. And her sister Rhea is here, and Andy's up here. I forget who else was playing. She starts singing about serving. Completely a prophetic song, singing about serving and serving the Lord, and I want to be a servant. And I was just like, I was like, that was for me. That was for me. And so I just encourage you, the first Wednesday, it's not an announcement, it's, I, mean, I guess it's a little bit of a plug, but I would encourage you guys, the first Wednesday of the month, come out. It's very chill, it's very casual. There's not a whole lot that goes on other than the Holy Spirit moving and the presence of God is here and he's working and moving. So it was just a wonderful time uh, this morning. Open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. This whole series on awakening, I really felt led to talk about spiritual disciplines. Uh, when I said someone was, Elizabeth, Pastor Liz was preaching my message a little bit uh, this morning, and it, it really is piggybacking off of what Pastor Andy said uh, last week. But I want to talk about through, I don't know if it'll be this month, it'll be longer. I know we're in the midst of a fast. A lot of us have, have been seeking the Lord. What shall we be fasting? A lot of us are in it. Uh, we've been doing it as a family. Uh, the kids have been inspired to do it. In fact, some of the kids were inspired last week after Pastor Andy's message to fast lunch. Uh, so the, the 10-year-old said, I'm fasting lunch. And he did it. And we're really proud of him. So uh, I know we're all in the midst of that. But I want to talk about spiritual disciplines. And I want to look at the book of Acts and talk about, just read a passage of Scripture and point out to us all of the spiritual disciplines that the early church practiced. And then I want to get into something called prayer this morning. And I want to talk a little bit about prayer. I probably won't get through my whole message. I'm probably going to do this in two weeks. So just so you know, you have to come back next week to hear the rest of it. Uh, Acts 2, starting in verse 42. It says, And then they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. And then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. I love that, it's through the apostles. The apostles weren't doing it, they were doing it through, God was doing it through them. Verse 44, now all who believed were together, and they had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Verse 46, so continually daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor 
with all people. And it's one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible as a church leader. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The Lord added daily. Not the marketing campaign, not the fancy sign or the smoke machine, not the lights, not the building, the Lord. The Lord added daily those who are being saved. And so when you look through this, there's a bunch of spiritual disciplines that are in there. I'm going to list them out for you. They're not on the overhead. You can just listen to, listen to them or you can write them down. The first one that we find in that passage of scripture is studying God's word, reading God's word. It's what you were talking about. It was last week, or last month's message series to inspire you to read and get into God's word more. The message series here, this awakening, is for you to be awakened to the spiritual disciplines that are available that we can go do. And the, the point of this whole thing is that they are collective. These spiritual disciplines are a collective thing that God is showing us what to do and how to do it. Because without any one of those, something is left amiss. So here they are. So studying God's word. The second one is actually serving. Serving. The next one is eating together. You're like, what? That's, not, that's, a, that's a fleshly discipline. No, look at Jesus' life. When he went, he fellowshiped with them, but he broke bread with each other. They ate together. It's actually a spiritual discipline of gathering together and having food together. Having communion together. It's a spiritual discipline. Then there's praying. And we're going to talk more about praying this morning, which I absolutely love. Do you, get, do you guys understand? We get to talk one-on-one with the living God. I mean, just for a second. Like, I enjoy reading the Word. This, this is a balance of all of these. Like, I love reading the Word. I want to get in the Word. But if you only read the Word and you don't have a conversation with the living God, you're missing out on part of what God has for you. We have the opportunity, if you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, to actually have a conversation with God. Just let that sink in for like a second. Like, I can have, com- there's people in this world I cannot have conversations with. I cannot pick up the phone and talk to the President of the United States. Can you? Can anybody here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's not get into what you'd want to say if, the, if you got to talk to the President, or your Senator, or your local Congressman. But a lot of t- you, there are people you actually can't, I can't pick up the phone and talk to Elon Musk. Can't do it can't get a hold of them but guess what we can talk to the living god are you kidding me all powerful all knowing omniscient everywhere it transcends time creator of you and me and all the beauty that we have you can talk to that person god just as easy as that you can stop we call pulling we say pulling an erica horniman anybody know what pulling an erica horniman is is that you just begin to pray Right now, right away. Like, let's, I'm not going to put it on a to-do list, right? I'm not going to go put it on a to-do list to think about it later that I might remember to pray about something. If something comes up, Erica's like, let's pray right now. Boom. Oh, she, yeah, that's right. She doesn't even say let's pray. She just starts praying. Can we be like that, church? Can we just start praying? 
Start praying in our cars. Start praying at our jobs. Start praying in the morning. Start praying in the evening. We get to talk to the living God. Do you understand that? What a blessing. What a blessing that we have to be able to do that. Prayer, one of the spiritual disciplines. Giving is in there. Why do we talk so much about giving? Why do we talk? It's, I'm not talking about giving so we can pay our bills. I'm talking about giving because it's a spiritual discipline that blesses you. It blesses you. I've always said this. LeBron James could come out of nowhere, show up on campus, pay off this entire campus, and put in an endowment fund that pays for the church for the next 25 years. I'm not talking about offering to get your money. I'm talking because it's a spiritual discipline. Giving is a spiritual discipline that God knows is a blessing that comes with it. And we'll take probably a week and talk about giving. And then this is what Pastor Liz was saying. Church attendance. They were in the temple together. Church attendance. Now, here in America, we have the opportunity to be part of church attendance. There are places in the world where they cannot have church attendance, but they still meet. They meet underground. They meet secretly. They meet quietly because they understand, no matter the risk that's involved with it, that it's a spiritual discipline, that I want all of the spiritual disciplines in my life. I don't want to be lacking any of them. I don't want to lack any one of these spiritual disciplines, whether it's prayer, whether it's giving, whether it's eating together, whether it's whatever it might be, reading the word of God. And then there's the next one down in the, in the scripture is fellowship. Which as defined here, the, the other fellowship, if you look at the, the Greek, is serving. This fellowship is talking about home fellowship. Groups. The whole announcement that we just went through. So if you're sitting here and you have part of these, there is opportunity to get more of the spiritual discipline, which is only a blessing that we have in our lives. And I get there are people in different seasons, different situations, and all these things, but what I'm telling you is God, this is what the early church did. This is how the early church operated. This is how we want Erie Christian Fellowship to operate. We want our people to know and understand the spiritual disciplines because they bring blessing and freedom into their lives. And the last one that's listed there is worship. Worship. As Pastor Liz said this morning, this is the place where we can come and you can worship. Yeah, we all get distracted sometimes. Even here in worship, we get distracted. But there are times where we can come before him and remove distractions in worship. So let's go into, uh, turn with me to Acts. Uh, you're already there. No, actually, go to 2 Chronicles 20. Go to 2 Chronicles 20. Pastor Andy, I do want to thank you last week. What a great message you gave uh, on fasting. If you weren't here and didn't get a chance to listen to it, again, it's on Spotify as a podcast or up on Facebook. You can find it uh, on our website, a lot of different places. But 2 Chronicles 20, this is talking about a corporate fast that King Jehoshaphat kind of installed or called. And I want to walk through pieces of this chapter and show you the outcome of what happened when they were operating in this way. So if you, the beginning of the chapter, I'm going to start in verse 3, and I'm going to skip around a little bit. But the beginning of the chapter, there were many gathered around Judah to battle them. They were outnumbered. They basically were in a situation that was impossible. Impossible. How many of you feel like you might be in an impossible situation that's happening? You don't have to raise your hands and be like, oh, look at that. 
They must not be believing in faith because they did their impossible. No, come on, guys. I know that you guys have situations where you feel like God has to intervene on my behalf for this to work out. It may be for a lost loved one. It may be for a job. It may be for a relationship. I need God to intervene. So Jehoshaphat is sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, we're in big trouble. What are we going to do? Verse 3, and Jehoshaphat feared. Yeah, people fear sometimes. I know we're not supposed to do it, but we all have times in our life where we fear. And look at this, and set himself to seek the Lord. He didn't fear and stay there. He didn't fear and be like, that's it, I don't know what to do. And start crying, looking to the world for answers. What did he go do when he was faced with an impossible situation? He set himself to seek the Lord. And as king, and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. We're in a corporate fast. I'm asking you to ask the Lord for what do you need in your life? Seek him and seek his face. Write down the things that you're asking him about. Write them down in a journal. Find a place where you say, look, Lord, I'm seeking you in these first 21 days. And I want to seek you all 365 days. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. They all came. All of Judah came. Skip down to verse 13. In between those two verses, Jehoshaphat stood and he prayed. Verse 13 says, Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives, their children, stood before the Lord. They postured themselves as a corporate entity seeking the Lord, saying, "What we are in an impossible situation. We are unified in this Lord. What will you do for us? How many have prayed that prayer? Lord, I need help. I need help. Verse 14, then the spirit of the Lord came, about, came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of this guy, the son of this guy, the son of this guy, a Levite of the sons of this guy in the midst of the assembly. Basically, it's saying they're seeking the Lord and the Lord gave a word. The Lord gave a word. I'm telling you this morning, the Lord can give you a word. One word can change everything if it's from God. That one word I got on Wednesday night changed everything. It changed my perception and my thinking to the truth that was aligned with God's word, and because of that so, my life will be forever different. Just like that. One word. I asked for it. I said, Lord, I would like this word. I want us to do that this morning, collectively. And he said, verse 15, Listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid, nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So they're in an impossible situation. They are now fasting and praying, as Andy said last week, fasting and praying go hand in hand. You can fast and not pray, you're just hungry. You're just hungry. 
And that there are some medical benefits to that, right? But that's just hungry. Fasting and praying is seeking the Lord. It's saying, I am going to put my flesh down for this lunch period because I love coffee so much. I'm just going to go without coffee for a little bit of time. And every time I don't get that coffee, I think on the Lord and I seek his face. And I put my flesh under, and I'm looking to take my spirit and make it over my flesh, which we all have to do periodically. It says, look, but the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziza. You will find them at the end of the brook, specifics, specifically told them where you're going to find them. The brook before the wilderness of Jeruel, verse 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. The word of the Lord says, it's not your battle to fight. It's not your battle to fight. I want you to leave here this morning knowing that God is on your side and as you're seeking him and the word he gives you, he is fighting your battles. Yes, we are in partnership with him, but he is the one taking care of your battles. It says, you will not need to fight, but position yourselves. I love this. Stand still. Can we stand still a little bit in 2022? Because the Bible, my Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Which means if I'm not still, does it mean I can't know? It feels that way. And when we're hustling and busy and hurry, that's probably a whole other message series we'll do maybe later in the year, we miss so much of what God is trying to say to us. Position yourselves, stand still, and then just see the salvation of the Lord. Watch him do what he's going to go do. We pray, we fast, we seek him, and then we stand still and we say, Lord, this is yours. We have given so many things in our lives to the Lord. Lord, this is yours, not mine. These children, they're yours, Lord, not mine. And we have to take this posture of just standing, being still, and seeing the salvation of the Lord. Who is with you? Thank you, Lord, he is with us. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. If you skip down to verse 21, they're doing shouts of joy. And Jehoshaphat says this, And when we had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. Worship. Stand still. Worship him. See what he's going to go do. Sing to the Lord. And who should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, they were saying what? Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 22, now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people. The enemy that was there, the Lord set the ambushes against them. And what basically ended up happening, they all started fighting each other. They started destroying each other. All of these armies set up against you, set up against Judah here. They all started fighting each other. Verse 24 then says, And so when Judah came to the place overlooking in the wilderness, exactly what the prophetic word said, 
What was it? It was overlooking where the wilderness is, right? Here it is. Overlooking the wilderness. They looked toward the multitude, and there were dead bodies. Fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. Church, God didn't just move a little bit. God just didn't do like, well, I'm going to take care of this army and that army, but you know what? You're going to have to suffer terribly and go after these other ones. No, he took care of everything. And all they did was in a position of prayer and of fasting and of seeking the Lord. That was their position. That's exactly what happened. Now, I can tell you, Pastor Andy said last week, not everything that I've prayed and fasted for has come to pass. Not yet. Not everything has come to pass. Now, I've got stories, I've got st- amazing stories of our times of prayer and fasting where the Lord miraculously sold one of our homes. We had, oh my goodness, in 10 days, we had a financial crisis of sorts. Uh, we had two houses, and we moved from Hermitage back up to uh, Erie. We were in Harbor Creek, and we had mortgages on both houses, full-bore mortgages. We, we were for six months, and we were kind of at the proverbial end of the rope, maybe is the right phrase. Like, there was no more rope. It was like, we are at the end of the rope. And it came into January, and we're like, Lord, I've got an impossible situation I've got a house down in Hermitage that nobody seems to want, but I need you to make someone want that house so that they will buy that house and so that you will, please, Lord, move quickly. And we began to pray and fast and seek his face, and within a couple days, we got a phone call that said, someone's interested in your house. Boom. And they came back and they gave an offer that was ridiculous, and so I was like, that's ridiculous, that's not of God. Because he wants more for that house than that. And so I went on a prayer walk and I said, Lord. So I go on a lot of prayer walks. I said, Lord, what is the number that I am to counter with? Because I only want to do this once. And I want this to be done with. And he gave me a number. I called him back within seven minutes from beginning. I mean, it wasn't a long prayer walk. I wasn't on my knees. I didn't get like worn out things. I just went out. I said, Lord, tell me the number. He gave me the number. I responded to the, to the, uh, the realtor and done. House sold. House sold. And we've got stories of sweet Lila when we were trying to, believe it or not, there was a point in time where we had trouble conceiving a baby. You're like, that's not true. Well, it doesn't seem to be true. But it was true. Yeah, and then, then, then the blessing of the Lord and, you know, be fruitful and multiply. You know, your quiver is full. All those verses just took, well, they just went right in and started going like crazy. But what I'm saying is not everything always, we have situations. Look, I have this prayer journal here. And I've been using this prayer journal for years. And I have page after page after page after page of prayers that I've prayed and written down, Lord, I'm praying for this. Lord, I'm praying for someone else here, here, there. And I'll tell you, you can, if you can see it, there are blank spots where that prayer has not been answered yet. But I'm not giving up on that prayer. I'm not, I'm, this is just, this, when I open this up, it just tells me Lord is faithful and good. And he answers our prayers and he hears our prayers. It doesn't always come when we want. It doesn't always come how we want it to come but he is moving and he is working. And I've got page after page after page of answered prayer and intermixed in there, there are prayers that I'm still praying. 
that we haven't seen God completely move. I got a funny example. I'm never going to get to the end of this message this week. It's going to be part two parts for sure. I got a funny example where I decided to fast for one of the elections uh, with uh, George W. Bush. I believe he was going up against John Kerry because I remember the office that I was in. Uh, it would have been his second term. And I had decided that I was going to fast. And I, I guess I did pray a little bit. I was going to fast for this election. Now, at that time, my, my metabolism uh, was of sorts that if I didn't eat breakfast in the morning, like I literally got ill. I got sick. And I knew this going in, but I was just like, Lord, I, mean, I didn't ask the Lord what to fast or how to fast. I was just marching into this election like I'm going to fast food on this day for this election. I'll tell you what. By 9.15, I worked at GE at the time. Thank God I had my own office. By 9.15, I was on the floor of my office, so sick, I couldn't move. The room was spinning. I was dizzy as can be. I couldn't even believe it. I literally crawled to my desk, and I got the phone. I said, Liz, come and get me. I screwed up. This is not fasting. <laughs> and I literally was laying on my floor. She had to drive to GE, go through security, and go to my office and pick me up because I couldn't drive. I got so sick. So look, I, there is, I want you guys, as we're fasting, to seek the Lord and ask him, Lord, what do you want me to fast? You know who I am. You know my body. Don't go on the three days, no food fast, and do something crazy like I was trying to do, unless the Lord tells you to do it. But look back at that scripture, is when they came together and they fasted, God moved. And I believe God will move in this church on this collective fast, I believe God will move in your life during this fast. Acts 13, I want to just show two examples real quick of two parts of Scripture here in Acts where they pray and they prayer and fasted at the same time. Acts 13, 2. It says, as they ministered to the Lord, basically as they worshiped or they were honoring the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. Prayer and fasting. Worshiping, speaking to the Lord, and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. I could stop right there. Whatever your situation is, when we pray and when we fast, the Holy Spirit begins to move and work, and we're slowing down our flesh so that we can be more attuned to the spiritual realm. He said then, now the Holy Spirit said, now separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work for which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. I love this. This is a life of prayer and fasting. They didn't just pray and fast and get their answer and be like, okay, we're good. They prayed and they fasted, they got their answer, and then they prayed and fasted again. This is a life of prayer and fasting. This is not just in January. I want this to be a life that we live. Acts 14 Verse 22, very similar. It says, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying we must, through many tribulations, how many know we have many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elder, elders in the church, they prayed and they fasted. And they commended them to the Lord in whom they believed. Important decisions. Important decisions, church. Prayer 
and fasting. We have learned in our lives that when we make hasty decisions, most of the time, most decisions we have to make are not all that rushed. Most of the time in our lives, okay, you come up to an intersection, literally an intersection, you got to make a decision to go right or left. Okay, maybe you need to pray about it real quick. Holy Spirit leads you. But most of the time in our life, we've got time to make our decisions. And so I would encourage us, those who have big decisions that you have to make right now that you know are coming up, to take this time of prayer and fasting and seeking. This is what the early church did. Before laying hands on people, they prayed and they fasted. All right, worship team, if you want to come back up here. Man, there was so much more I wanted to cover this morning. While they're getting ready, I want to cover just a little bit of this verse, and I'll pick up here next week. Acts chapter 12. I'm talking about fasting, but prayer and fasting. And I want to walk through a little bit of this scripture, and I want you to listen to me. Well, I know you already are. But I want you to see or hear when we pray, what happens. Next week, I'm going to talk about how to pray. But this week, I want to talk about when we pray, what happens. And we can see something in this passage of scripture, how God is moving when we are praying. Acts chapter 12, starting in verse 5. And guys, you can just give me background music, that's fine. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So Peter, a church leader, King uh, Herod the king, he was looking to harass Christians. He already killed, uh, he already killed James, who was the brother of John. He seized Peter, he threw him in jail, and the church began to pray. The church said, there's a situation that needs our prayer. And they began to pray. The Amplified says, fervent and persistent prayer. The Passions Version says, the church went into a season of intense intercession, asking God to free him. I can tell you this morning that five minutes in prayer is more productive than hours of effort. Five minutes of prayer more productive than hours of effort. We're going to practice this as we close today. Verse 6 says, And when Herod was about to bring him out, sounds like it's not going to be good. That night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. When we pray, God sends supernatural help. Look what happened. When they were praying, what happened? An angel was sent and light was sent. They, were pray- they didn't see this happening. Many times we pray and we don't see the results right away of what's happening. Do not be discouraged. Continue to pray to the Lord. Supernatural help God released when they began praying. He released that help in the spiritual realm. He sent light that illuminates the darkness. And then that angel says, And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. When we pray, he wakes somebody up. Many times, he's waking us up. 
When we pray and we are communing with God and we are talking with God, he is waking us up. He is waking others up. He is waking us to the lies that we're believing. He awakens us to the things that are happening. He's waking us up to to wisdom and vision of next steps to take. When we pray, he is actually, actually waking us up. And then his chains fell off his hands. When we pray, God does a miracle in the natural realm. If you look at the progression there, it starts with the spiritual realm. He sent the angel. He sent the light. He is working. He is moving. And we're going to pray this morning. And I I encourage you to know that God is beginning to move and work as you release your prayers. The Bible says we are co-laborers with God which means that we are laboring with him when we pray. It means that when we pray, we can change the outcomes of things. You say, well, God is sovereign. He knows everything that's going to happen. Yeah, but when you pray, he he will change. Look at Moses. Moses stood there and convinced God not to take out all of Israel. He convinced God a different route. We, when we pray and when we seek God, when we ask him for his help in situations, he moves. And he begins to do miracles. In verse 11 it says, When Peter had come to himself, this is after he got all the way out, I'll pick up with this next week, it says, Now I know for certain, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. When we pray, certainty comes. And not certainty that he's going to answer the prayer exactly as we want it to be answered. Not certainty that every sickness will be absolutely healed immediately. But when we pray, we have a certainty that we know that God is moving and that God is for us. And I have page after page after page that proves to me that God is faithful and that he loves us. And yes, not every prayer got answered exactly. And I get frustrated and say, Lord, why did you take that person? Or why did that happen? Or why did this happen? We don't get to know all those answers. But what we get to do is we get to pray. And we get to commune with the living God and say, Lord, here is my heart. Here is what's happening. Here is what's going on. I need your help in this situation. It's impossible. Lord, I need you to move. And then we stand still and we watch him move. As he determines he's going to move. Not as we want him to move in our lives. This church, September 24th, 2018. The attack of the enemy came upon Jim Dumont in Maine. And I remember the call coming to 865 Dutch Road. And immediately, immediately, we knew what to do. Call up. Rich, we need you to open the building. Jason heard the car door already shutting. He's like, I'm on it. Because he got the call. And this church ran to what? To gather. And we came together in one with one purpose, in unity, one voice, crying out to God. And we saw him move. And he woke that man up. We have lived this. We have lived this message. Remember, 
remember, we lived this. We've done this, church. God is faithful. God is faithful when we pray. When we pray, he wakes someone up. When we pray, he does a miracle in the natural. And doctors are weeping. They cannot believe their eyes. And a man who was dead for 8 to 13 minutes on the side of the road without oxygen walked out of hospital 19 days later. They couldn't even keep him in the rehab center. They said, you're you're okay. Miracle. This church is a New Testament church. We know how to do this. Now we know for certain that God sent his power and delivered our pastor from the the clutches of death because this people prayed. If we could sit, maybe dim the lights a little bit. We're just going to practice what we preach here this morning. And I just, we're going to, the worship team is going to sing the worthy of it all. And you can sing the lyrics, but I encourage you not to sing the lyrics, but just seek the Lord. Seek his face. Pray. Pray in your prayer language. Say, Lord, what is the word you have for me in 2022? Lord, I want, to be, I want to leave here with a certainty, knowing that you are moving on my behalf. If there's a situation you want to present to him, that you are unsure what to do or how it's going to turn out, present it to him this morning. And walk out of here with certainty that he is moving and he is working on your behalf. So the worship team's going to sing this and we're just going to just begin to pray. If you are baptized by the Holy Spirit, you want to pray in tongues and just begin to pray in tongues. If you don't know what else to say, the Lord says, edify yourself, speak in the language that I have given you by the Holy Spirit. So let's just just begin to pray as we worship. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your tangible presence here this morning. We thank you, Lord, for our word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, your word says that when we are gathered together, you are with us. You're in our presence, Lord. We can sense you here this morning. Your word also says when two or more are in agreement, Lord, that you are moving and working, Lord. And I am personally in agreement, Father, with this church and the prayers and the petitions of the hearts of your saints this morning. So, Lord, we know that as we sent those requests up to you, as we poured out our heart to you, Lord, that you are already moving in the spiritual realm. You're already moving, Lord. That you are waking people up. 
You are waking people up. Those who are lost, you are waking them up this morning. Those who have run far from you, you are waking them up this morning. Those who need a physical touch in their lives, you are waking them up this morning. Lord, I also believe that you are waking up laborers to go. You're waking up laborers to go and to preach the gospel. To lay hands on the sick, to pray and to see them recover. Lord, you are releasing a fresh anointing, an overflowing anointing this morning from Erie Christian Fellowship Church. That as it flows through us and out into this community, Lord, the lives will be forever changed. And Father, we thank you for that certainty that we have in you. The certainty we have that you are who you say you are and that you do what you say you will do. Thank you, Lord. Can we just do just the voices as we close, worthy of it all? Worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord. Above all things, and to you all things, you deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord. You are so worthy, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so worthy. Thank you, Lord. As we close this morning, we have some prayer teams that will be up front. They will be able to pray with you. Prayer of agreement prayer of faith, whatever it is that you need prayer for, they'll be up front here as we close the service. And I just want to pray a blessing over each of you, over each family here in 2022. When it comes out of numbers, we've done this before as a benediction, but I just want to just speak this. I want to speak this prophetically over every family represented here, whether you're single, whether you're with your spouse, no matter who it is, I want to pray this over you. It says, may the Lord bless you. Just receive it this morning. For 2022, church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. So Father, we go from this place in peace, standing still, with our eyes open, worshiping you as you are moving and working in our lives. And we thank you for the overflow in all areas. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a wonderful week and happy new year.